the cultivation of our awareness and our mindfulness and our presence and our intention, and then applying that to the sexual experience and then weaving in the tantric methods that I'll share with you what that actually means in our lineage, weaving those in to, to accelerate and, and enhance the healing uh, capacity of our own bodies. What occurred was that I was able to move through lifetimes of trauma. I was able to confront some of my deepest wounds while I was resting in this container of bliss. just wanted to let you know that my co-coach Jason Lang is hosting a drop-in men's group this upcoming Monday, August 9th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific. It's only $20. It's drop-in. Everyone's welcome. And you can find more details at evolutionary.men. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I am pleased to have with me Davy Ward Erickson. She is the founder of the Authentic, the Institute of Authentic Tantra Education, which is the first and only government accredited school for tantric sexual healing in the world, which I'm very excited to learn more about. Yeah. And um, this episode is sort of by popular request. I've had a bunch of people asking me about Tantra. What is it? How does it work? How can it sort of um, spice up my sex life or deepen my sex life? Or, you know, there's a lot of people that I'm noticing are on the path of consciousness and realize there's a lot more possible in their sexual connections. So I'm really happy to have you on and to hear more about your own journey and the Institute and all the things. Yeah, I am delighted to be here and to share. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, I'd love to start just by hearing a little about you and how you got into Tantra, because I, I don't think that most of us didn't grow up knowing about it. I feel like it's sort of this exotic thing of, ooh, Tantra, and you sort of, I don't know, think of opium dens or something. I think we have some strange references with respect to Tantra. So how did you get started and what was your experience like? Yeah, so so my journey is very is very I think unusual in terms of how I came to tantra because I did not seek it out. And the tantra that I was exposed to is very different than what most people in the west are exposed to in terms of tantra. So we'll get into this a little bit more when we talk about what tantra actually is. But what most people in the west are exposed to is neo tantra and the focus of neo tantra is more on, you know, the sexuality and the org orgasm and hedonism and sexual self-expression is really what neo tantra is. And I had some encounters with people in my, pre, you know, in my early twenties who were associated with that, but I, I never, I never resonated with it. And it was never something that I was very interested in exploring at all. Um, it seemed very woo woo and hoo hoo. Um, and so when I was actually trained in Tantra, it is a very, very specific style of Tantra that I was introduced to. It is Tibetan five element Tantra. And this is a specific style of sexual and non-sexual yoga 
uh, from the Shank Bakagyu lineage that works with the elements, the five elements, earth, water, fire, air, and space, the chakra system, and the energy body. And these are lineage-based teachings, which means they've been passed down from teacher to student in an unbroken oral tradition for over 1,200 years. And so it's not your, it's not mainstream Tantra. <laughs> and, and I was invited to train formally in this practice by my mentor, who at the time was um, a natural a natural wellness practitioner. So he was helping me work on some uh, chronic illness that I had in my body that the doctors didn't really know what the heck was going on. Uh, so I was using some natural healing methods. I found amazing results. And part of what catalyzed such tremendous healing was, were the, was the non-sexual application of the five elements. So I was introduced to these energy body meditations and these energy body practices that uh, allowed my body to, to overcome an illness that had been with me for years and years and years. And there were other things that my mentor used as well, but that was one of them. So that was my first introduction to the power of Tibetan Five Element Tantra is it supported my, my healing and my wellness and the restoration of my wellness um, very rapidly within, within you know six months. Once my healing professional our professional relationship as as healer and client ended with good results my uh the practitioner invited me to train in the sexual application of these methods and because i had had such success with the non-sexual application i was like wow wow there's sex you get sex too <laughs> sign me up <laughs> so um so he approached uh, his Lama, Lama Tashi, who's now my Lama. Lama is a Tibetan teacher. A guru is what most people think, but Lama means uh, uh, mother teacher, teacher mother is what it means. Um, and um, he approached the Lama about training me formally, and the Lama gave his approval, his sanction. And so I entered into a period of six months of in-depth training in the sexual application of Tibetan five-element um, tantric Buddhism. Um, and um, it was a very intensive training. Uh, it looked like, to give you an idea of how intense it was, uh, 20 hours a week of sexual yoga. And then in between our, our sexual yoga training sessions, um, I was also cultivating nonviolent communication with practice groups and with my nonviolent communication mentor and going to um, traditional Buddhist Dharma classes with my Lama Lama Tashi. So for this period of time and then in the ensuing uh, few years that I remained on Kauai, uh, it was I, I think of it as like as a as a, an apprenticeship in, in kind of like a master's degree degree program of of holistic sexual wellness uh, using Tibetan-based Tantra as, as the healing method. Uh, so it was, it was, again, it was very unusual. There weren't schools or classes, you know, for this type of thing. Um, the traditional way of training someone in these methods is, is exactly what my mentor did with me. It's one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, it's a, you know, body-to-body -body transmission. You dedicate and you practice and you train in these methods and cultivate healing and cultivate realization. Um, but there's not a certificate that you get at the end of it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, it's a, spiritual growth practice. Uh, and so that's the way I was trained. And that's traditionally the way people uh, have been trained in these practices. We're doing something different for the modern times. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where I started in Kauai, on Kauai, 2008, <laughs> doing the thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, I'm impressed with the, that part about healing chronic pain. I mean, I really, 
want to go back to that briefly because I think there are a couple of things. I think there is a general belief when you say the word Tantra that you're talking immediately about sex. Mm-hmm. And actually that's not really accurate. I think um, from my understanding, it's actually mostly breath based, whether that's having to do with sex or not would love to check in with you about whether that's true. And then also, you know, the chronic pain part, I think that a lot of people have pretty substantial illnesses in the West and, and hear about things like this. And it, it sounds unbelievable, right? It's like that can't possibly be true, but this is your lived experience. And I'm wondering if you can just touch on that a little bit in terms of actual physical healing that you experienced through this training, you know, what was that like? And what did you, you know, did that surprise you? I guess is my question, because I'm imagining if you'd had chronic pain for a long time, this was a major part of your life. You know, something like chronic pain can take over your life in a way. And, you know, what was that like for you? Yeah. So I will clarify that it wasn't chronic pain. It was a chronic illness. So it was a, it was a, it was a low grade infection that my body was, was fighting okay. that it wasn't able to overcome. But I will say in terms of chronic pain, my emotional and psychological pain. So I am a attempted suicide survivor. I am a trauma survivor. I, I mean, my, my emotional agony for most of my life was excruciating. And so that was one of the most remarkable things for me in undergoing this training was that a, the, the depth of the trauma and the fact that it was locked into my body. So keep in mind that this was in 2007, 2008, there wasn't the cultural conversation about somatics and healing and trauma informed. Like that wasn't even a word in 2008. Like that's only since like, you know, in the last few years. Right. So when I was undergoing this training, I had no frame of reference for somatic healing or, you know, the autonomic nervous system or whatever. I was just doing this thing and then went back later to find out what the heck just happened to me. Because, like, I am a different person. But what these methods did, and you are correct in that it was it was surprising, is that through the cultivation of our awareness and our mindfulness and our presence and our intention, and then applying that to the sexual experience, and then weaving in the tantric methods that I'll share with you what that actually means in our lineage, weaving those in to, to accelerate and, and enhance the healing uh, capacity of our own bodies, what occurred was that I was able to move through lifetimes of trauma. I was able to confront some of my deepest wounds while I was resting in this container of bliss. That is the potential of sexual tantra, is to create, it it allows us to cultivate literally an entire new paradigm of pleasure. And what that even means to our physical bodies, our mental bodies, our emotional bodies, our spiritual bodies. And then within this field or this container or this view of pleasure, our traumas arise from the body. But instead of us being overwhelmed by the suffering of it, we can relax into the bliss. And then that wound can arise and be examined and then released fully from the body, from the mind, from the spirit, 
while we are being held in this container of, of God consciousness, ultimately. And then the healing occurs throughout the entire nervous system, throughout the entire brain, and throughout the entire system of what it is to be a human. So that is the potential of, of sexual tantra. Not everybody is practicing it that way, and not all, all traditions are as effective, shall we say. But our lineage of Tantra specifically offers sexual teachings for that purpose because they are considered integral integral to what it is to be a fully mature, fully healthy, fully beneficial human being. We can't fully benefit ourselves or others if we're locked into our own shame and wounding. It is through liberation from our suffering that we become accessible and available to realize our full potential. Wow. I mean, that was like the quote of the episode right there. Um, I think that part of what's really interesting about what you're saying is the element of purification. It feels like there's an element of purification. And I have uh, two teachers who do practice Tantra. And that's one of the things that they have have discussed is it's like a bit of like a cauldron. That's how they describe it, of a cauldron underneath. And it purifies up the spine and yeah, it can, it can help, um, metabolize or, or release. And what I love about what you said was when we're in a state of bliss, when we're in a state of high energy, there's a different way that we interpret things that have happened to us. There's a, just a different consciousness. Like you said, if it's coming up within that context of, I am held by something greater, I am part of something greater. It's a completely different experience of that event or trauma or whatever it was that we went through, or even just in our lineage and our, our ancestral trauma, that's very different from I'm just alone (laughs) re-experiencing this trauma, which doesn't really help. Um, So yeah, that's, there's, there's something lovely about that being in, in the position of bliss. I am connected to all and then having these things arise rather than just trying to work through them while still feeling separate. Yeah, I often say like pleasure is lube, you know, it yes. helps it helps grease the things and ease the passage, right? It's kind of like there's a sense of like giving birth, right? I haven't given birth, so this may be a terrible analogy, but like, you know, giving giving birth and like just making sure you, there's enough fluid and like wetness and like, you know, stuff to ease the passage of this thing, like this new self that we're birthing into the world. So, um, so yeah, the pleasure well, and, and if we understand what pleasure does in the in the body, physiologically and with the nervous system, it helps us relax. We feel good. It releases endorphins, which help, you know, help us tolerate pain, right? Endor, dor, endorphins, oxytocin. So chemically, the, the effects of pleasure in the body absolutely facilitate the release of pain, whether that pain is emotional, physical, psychological, all of that. And then on the spiritual level, absolutely, we are connected to our ultimate nature, which is bliss. So through bliss, we connect with our ultimate nature, which is bliss. So we are connecting with our ultimate nature while these little shadows, all these wounds, these, these pieces, fragments of ourself can, can arise to be purified, released. And then we get to integrate all the wisdom and knowledge and power that was locked into those traumas, that was locked into those wounds, that, was, that, that made them unaccessible to us before. That's very well said. And I'm, I, I appreciate what you said about, you know, you had a a chronic infection that was showing up in your body and 
but you also had a lot of emotional, you know, agony as the word that you use. And I, I do feel like that's a very, very common human experience on, on the planet right now, just yeah, emotional agony. And a lot of the way it's being treated is pharmaceutically, mm-hmm. whereas this is a completely different way of going about it. And, you know, you know, you said six months, that is quite fast. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to take forever. And I think that's, that's an exciting part of this conversation and about these essentially tantric technologies that yeah. we have, do have access to that can be ultimately faster and a lot more effective because they're getting at the root of the trauma, which is not necessarily what Lexapro or other um, pharmaceuticals are going to do. They might be treating the top level, but not necessarily getting at the, the, the deep, the deep root of it. And once you address the deep root of it, you don't need the rest of it. Correct. And that's exactly correct. So the, the chemicals are treating a symptom. So they're like, oh, well, let's reestablish your brain chemistry. Well, what is the root cause of your of your wonky brain chemistry? Well, trauma <laughs> that has been documented for over like over time, like concrete trauma is the root cause of mental illness. Trauma is the root cause of like all pretty much all suffering that we experience. So so if we're not addressing the root cause, that brain chemistry will never correct. And 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 you can. Uh, what is it pacify to a degree that's suffering, but you're never going to fully relieve it. And it's there under the surface. And is there fucking up your relationships? Pardon me if I can't cuss. <laughs> effing up your relationships um, and, and effing up your life. And it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's consuming your energy. It's like literally dragging a boulder around with you all day. How much more? It's it's literally called the path of liberation. Tantra is called the path of liberation for a reason. Imagine being free of your suffering. Whoa. Like imagine, imagine being free of, of the exhaustion and the fatigue and the depression and the disheartening and disappointment that we experience as a result of, of that unaddressed root, root trauma. So yes, exactly what Tantra does is it gives us tools and methods to confront it directly in a way that is effective and balanced and, and enjoyable. Not all the time, but, you know, in this container of joy, right? So so it gives us tools to address it directly. Because it's not like we can just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to address my trauma and I know how to, like, that's not. No, but but Tantra, and we also encourage, uh, you know, people who have deep trauma and, work, and who are working with us in, in Tantra to have some therapy as well. A, a safe, again, a safe, a container that you can go to and, and process and discuss some of what's arising for you and help you return to the safety of your own body, right? Mm-hmm. Um so, so Tantra and therapy <laughs> together uh, allow us to address, to, to, to actually heal at the root, to, to heal the cause of the dysfunction instead of just addressing and treating the symptom for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And I think that people have some concept of what therapy is, you know, and we've done a number of episodes on somatic therapy. Let's, let's shift into talking about what, you know, what is Tantra? Cause I, yeah. I, I really don't think that people have a good grasp of what that, what that is. Okay. So that's great. And the, the reason people don't have a good grasp on it is because there are a, a lot of different lineages 
and each lineage lineage uh, comes from a different tradition, and each tradition has its own orientation to practice. So, for instance, I'll give you an example. You mentioned that one of your teachers uh, or mentors talks about uh, energy rising up the spine. We, in our lineage, we do not work with the spine at all. That's that's like, do not work with energy in the spine. We actually work with energy in something that's called the central channel. Now, the Hindu tradition and Hindu style, people who have been exposed to Hindu-based tantra will work with energy in the spine. In the Tibetan tantric tradition, we work with it in the center of the body. That's where we place the central channel. So it starts on the soft spot on the top of your skull, runs down the center of the body, anterior in front of the spine, and ends at your perineum. This is the core of the life force in your body. If your central channel is broken or, um, you know, is not there, you, you don't live. That's, that's the core of the energy body. Uh, it's, it's like the trunk of the tree. Another interesting thing in terms of differences in lineages, our lineage, the Shankbakagyu lineage, which was founded by a black woman. <laughs> they called her the black Dakini. Very, very, very yes. dark Indian woman. That was referenced as black. So Yahoo. Uh, so this lineage is one of the only lineages that we are aware of that works directly with the sex chakra. I find that very meaningful. So we bring the central channel all the way down to the perineum, through the pelvis, to the perineum. And then there's also a, a, a connector that goes through the cervix. Other traditions in Tibetan Buddhism end the central channel at the navel. Those are the traditions that are run by men. Those are the traditions that the monks practice in. The monks have such aversion to human sexuality that they don't even extend the energy body all to include the pelvis. They stop the core of the life force in the body at the navel. Wow. I see. I had no idea about this. This is blowing my mind a little bit. And I, I, I mean, just, you know, inclusion wise, I think this is part of why it's so important to have inc inclusion, right? Including women in traditions, including black women in traditions. I think so much of our Western culture excludes, excludes mm -hmm. that. And not only is that wrong ethically, but it's also, it causes us to miss so much as humanity. You know, we've lost so much in, uh, in the exclusion and the, the power dynamics that exist. It's, it's hurting everyone. It's not just hurting this one population. It's, I can actually feel myself tearing up. I'm like, yeah, there's so much that has been lost that I think we're bringing back yes. through, through, you know, the thing that I find so beautiful about these practices and just us as humanity is it's happening through us. We yeah. are, we are humanity. It's us as a collective. And as we are doing our healing work on an individual level, we are bringing something new into existence and we're bringing back or we're re-including, re you know, groups and traditions and things that have just been sort of sidelined yeah. um, actively. And I find that very inspiring. I think there's something, I mean, I know it's, it's also sad, but there's something funny about, you know, ending the energy body at the navel, right? It's like, oh, we don't want to deal with all that shit down there. Like we don't, we don't want to go to where it's messy and dark and, and sometimes scary. And, you know, it's, it's not just the, um, the genitalia, but it's also the anus, you know, we hold so much shame around that and bodily functions, right? It's like, if you just stopped life at the navel, we would all die. There's just so much down there and that, you know, 
the the root the the core the the uh, fundamental earth you know getting down there is you know I just I just find that very significant that women were like oh yeah no we're gonna include all of all of it (laughs) exactly that's why I mention it because it is remarkable particularly being a tantric buddhist myself and and you know being exposed to these other different these other lineages I'm like wow y'all realize that you that you're not including a whole part of your body right why is that have you questioned why you want to erase this entire area of your body and and what that because because that's an expression of an orientation to life right the 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 need to erase the pelvis erase the genitals erase the womb erase the source of your life is Mm -hmm. Your, the source of your physical reality, it's very, that's very meaningful. Yes. That's well, very it's, it's so interesting too, because I think a lot of people listening to this would be surprised by that because we do, I think in the West, when we hear the word Tantra, we think sex. And so we think genitalia like sort of immediately. And so it's interesting to understand that actually there's our entire lineages that don't include that part in Tantra. So in your lineage, you know, you mentioned the central column and ending at the perineum. And I'm wondering, you know, in terms of the breath that you practice, is it sort of like drawing it up and around, you know, how how does the breath work in terms of your, your lineage? Because that's a pretty central core of the practice, right? Nope, not at all. So <laughs> this is another difference. So I'll, so I'll <laughs> back to what Tantra is. So in our tradition, the word Tantra means to weave light and sound with form. That's what the word Tantra means. It, 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 it references uh, yogic methods for the purpose of realization. Also in our tradition, our Lama says that the word Tantra means to weave. Now that is, you know, up for debate, but that's the way our Lama references it. And, and it's practiced by, and, and what weave means, weave our internal reality with our external reality. Weave our, our human consciousness with God consciousness. Weave, you know, weave uh, energy between us and the universe and our, in, you know, fa- focus on our interdependence. And very specifically, it means to weave light and sound with form. So form is the body, light is visualization, and sound is mantra. So we're not necessarily, there are breathing practices, but they are not, they are, they are um, in addition to the core teachings, which are the visualization and the chanting of mantra. So, and then there are certain levels of this. So Tibetan five element Tantra, there's just very little chanting. There's a lot of visualization, but very little chanting. And the visualization allows us to hack, so to speak, into our energy body, our light body, right? So we are hacking into our light body to increase the light. The impact of this is that in Eastern healing traditions, the energy body is considered senior or superior to the physical body. So if we're able to catalyze healing in our energy body, that will then translate to our physical body. That's why the healing occurs so rapidly and so quickly, because we are addressing the cause of the dysfunction at the root. And by correcting it at the root, it corrects um, uh, 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 on the level of the physical body itself. It corrects on the energy body level, and then it corrects the physical body. Also, we can just maintain health. It isn't even about correcting illness. What if I just want to stay healthy? Well, my llama's 84. To give you an idea, he does hours of energy body yoga, has been doing hours of energy body yoga for half a century, 50 years, and he can lift refrigerators 
and he's 84. No way. He's still getting busy with his consort and practicing hours of sexual tantra with his consort and he's 84. So, so he's an incredible expression. If you look at him, people are like, he looks like he's in the sixties. That's amazing. Or like maybe seventies, but 84, if you look at him, he's this robust, vital, vibrant man. And that is that robustness is a result of his energy body yogas that have been accumulating for the last half a century. So uh, we hope to have him have him with us for another half a century. I do personally. Um, so so this is you know the thing the thing again about tantra is is in the West understanding that most of the tantra that Westerners pardon me have been exposed to is something called neo tantra. Neo tantra is a bastardization of tantra. It is a result of colonization. And um, it began when when Northern Europe or Brita, Brit, the British invaded India and co- colonized India and robbed them, appropriated some of their teachings. And were like, oh, sexy stuff. Let's do this. And then basically and created their version. It's the white white folk version of Tantra essentially is what it is. Um, also, additionally, uh, the uh, Aleister Crowley, Aleister Crowley, um, and then some other dude around that same time, they were like traveling India and doing this and that. And they basically created Neo-Tantra, the Neo-Tantra that's understood in the West. They developed it based on uh, Eastern mysticism practices, uh, Egyptian dark magic, like all these other things. It's kind of a hodgepodge. What most people think of as Tantra in the modern day is a hodgepodge of of different appropriated practices that were um, um, developed or, you know, kind of put together in the cauldron, as you say, by by northern Europeans who appropriated Indian culture. <laughs> so that's that's neo that's the reason and this is all documented i have some posts about this on my instagram page i have a colleague of mine who's trained in a shivite uh, tantra and she talks about the roots of neo tantra as well and so this is this is well known in those of us in the field of tantra that the roots of neo tantra are pretty sinister um yeah. and this is also you know why there's so much abuse and sexual misconduct in the neo tantra community like that community is rife with um, practitioners abusing their clients and their students. So it is not lineage based and, and it is rooted in cultural appropriation. So that's something I encourage people to be mindful of if we're talking about the roots of things. If you're, if you're, if your practice is rooted in cultural appropriation and black magic, your dark magic misconduct, is that something you really want to continue practicing? Yeah, that's, is very enlightening. I didn't know that. And I, I, it, it does feel like there's just energetically, it feels like it, there's a way that what you're describing in Neo Chantra is cut off from spirituality. It's, it's like, it's, we took this one piece, but not the rest of the, the um, depth and the groundedness and the, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like the earth. soul, the soul. Yeah. <laughs> the, soul. the soul. Right. Exactly. Yep. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was part of what the, I mean, it makes so much sense, right? Because that's the water we're swimming in and that's, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So in terms of the, um, the lineage that you practice, um, how, like, like to bring this down to a concrete level, what are some of the um, meditations or the practices that you start with that sort of a beginner or someone that's 
interested in Tantra, that's interested in what you say you teach or your lineage, what are some sort of actual practices that you, that you started and that you probably, I'm, I would imagine continue to this. Yeah, exactly. And so, so uh, starting this by saying that in Tantric Buddhism, Tantric Buddhism has a history of passion and, 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 and um, what is the word? Celebrating human sexuality as a vital component and a vital uh, aspect of the path of realization. So sexual passion and sexual pleasure is a part of traditional Tantra and uh, it is it is um, um, also uh, a balanced. Uh, it, it's not it's not the thing the only thing that's emphasized. It's balanced with a passion for growth and realization and non sexual methods as well. So they work in tandem together. So in terms of the non sexual practices that we share with our clients, so number one is just being able to be present in the body with your breath. So in terms of breath work, yes, using the breath as a support for meditation. So learning how to breathe fully and naturally, using the breath as a gateway to the present moment. So that's the first step. And so this is important because the average Westerner cannot follow 10 breaths in a row. So my statement is like, how are you going to have these mind-blowing, how are you going to have an hour-long orgasm if you can't even follow 10 fucking breaths? When you say follow, can you just break that down for what, yep. what you need to, yeah. Inhale, exhale, one breath. Inhale, exhale, two breaths. Inhale, exhale, three breaths. So what normally happens with people is that, okay, so we focus, we sit with our spine straight, we five points of meditation, we follow the breath. Okay, so that's a point of focus. You're following your breath. You're getting your nervous system is starting to relax. Your brain, your brain functioning is starting to slow down because you're taking your attention off that and putting it on the breath. Then once you've gotten the breath rhythm down, now we're going to layer onto that account because the count is going to help keep your attention anchored and focused. So again, inhale, exhale, one breath. Inhale, exhale, two breaths. So in our tradition, we count to 21 because that's a master number. But in terms of the average Westerner, what usually occurs is after, you know, a few breaths. Oh, what breath was I on? Uh, five, maybe six. I don't remember. Oh, literally losing count. Of literally the, losing okay. Count. And are you also, when you said counting, is it inhale for four? Nope. It's just it's inhale. Just the breath. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Un uncontrived. There are other breathing practices where you do things with, you know, extended and holding and whatever, but just for the beginner, all we're just trying to do is, is help you get present with your breath in a way that's uncontrived. And the idea is that, you know, oftentimes I'll say for me, when I first started this, like I, my autonomic nervous system, I was super hypervigilant. So my breath was like, <laughs> right. But over a very, a very short period of time, sometimes even in one session, by focusing on the breath in this way, bringing your attention off the activation, and again, putting it one-pointed focus on the breath, the nervous system will begin to correct itself. And your breathing pattern will just naturally begin to slow down and relax and become deeper and fuller. 
And this occurs, again, with regular practice. That's the biggest thing about Tantra. It is yoga. You must do your yoga. If you do not do your yoga, you will not get your results. If you don't do it, it doesn't happen. So practicing every day, we've seen clients who have a super activated autonomic nervous system within a week of practice come to a place where they can be present in their body in a way that's that's relaxed and comfortable. Yes. And I want to, that part about a, a super activated autonomic nervous system, I think another way of saying that is anxiety. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. The, the baseline state of, of anxiety and which is frequently paired with depression, right? I know many people, anxiety, yeah. depression, but what you're pointing to is training the body and the nervous system to calm itself. And what I love about what you said was taking the focus off the monkey mind, giving, giving a point of focus, which is the breath, just doing that helps the nervous system. Like, like the body knows how to correct itself and it knows how to heal. It's just that we spend a lot of time in the mind, you know, darting around like a bird, like darting around, like maybe I'll be safe here. Will I be safe here? Am I safe here? Am I safe here? And there's a lot of, uh, energy and attention and awareness that's, you know, sort of spinning like a hamster, like spinning on a wheel. And what you're pointing to is, you know, the, the coming to the breath. And what I love about what you said was most Westerners can't even do 10 breaths, but what you've seen is that clients can shift within a week and that's very fast. And that's obviously, you know, this, but just for the audience, this is backed up. I mean, countless studies around meditation and just slowing down and the health outcomes. And we're not talking about huge amounts of time. I'm talking about a research study that showed 15 to 20 minutes a day of meditation, four days a week changed people's health outcomes. That's not that much time. That's an hour and 20 minutes. It's how much time it takes to watch a movie. So I just kind of want to emphasize that for for listeners is this is very doable. This is not, you don't have to go to Kauai for five years and train, you know, you're going to, you know, not everyone can be Davy is what I'm saying. But (laughs) And you you don't have to be. (laughs) Right. And you don't have to be, but you can get really good results from something like this practice. And I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, I would love to hear more. Like, what else um, do you start people out with that are interested in in sort of? And the other thing I'm really curious about is why do people come to you? Do they come to you because they say I want a better sex life with my partner, or do they come to you because they say I have this chronic infection? I heard tantra can heal me. Like, yeah. <laughs> or do you get both? You know, who, who's coming yeah. to you? Yeah, great question. So, so um, the body is designed to heal itself. I love that you said that. And so Tantra is about supporting the body. It's, it's this e- ancient Eastern wisdom tradition that understands that if we support the body and we support the autonomic nervous system, that being a healthy, happy human being is like, that's, that's, that's the bottom line. That's our birthright. That's what we are. The basic understanding of what it is to be human is we are good. We are kind. We are wired for compassion. We are wired for love. We are wired for joy. We are wired for pleasure. And if we're not experiencing that, it's because something's in the way. So what's in the way? What's in the way? And then how do we apply these methods to correct it, to resolve it, to dissolve it, to purify? That's essentially Tantra. 
the people that are coming to our school and our practitioners, it's, it's, it's usually a multitude of reasons. We are very clear that we are teaching Tantra for healing. We are teaching Tantra as a holistic healing remedy. So people coming to us with their initial desire of like, oh, I just want to have better orgasms. You know, those are a dime a dozen. People who want to understand the root cause of why they're not highly orgasmic and would like to correct that and reclaim their full potential for pleasure in every area of their life, body, mind, spirit, and sex, those are the people coming to our school because we are offering Tantra as a way of life, not just as a groovy sex technique to spice up your marriage. If you want spice up your marriage, go to Neo Tantra. They're very adept at teaching you that, and that's awesome. If you want to completely transform and understand why your marriage may not be working, or you want to ensure that your new marriage is established with this groundwork of health and safety and communication and joy and pleasure and passion, then you want our style of Tantra. So, so this is, this is about incorporating these methods to enhance every aspect of your life, to, to change a paradigm, to go from living in a pain society, a pain-based society, to living in a bliss-based society so that your life becomes more open, more fluid. You feel connected to yourself. You're no longer caught in these nasty habitual patterns. You're no longer overwhelmed with toxic thought. You're free from the trauma that still lives in your body and your nervous system and is causing dysfunction in your life, if you want to free it and purify it at the root, that's what this style of Tantra is for. So, so the people who come to us are coming for healing on every level. Sexual healing, yes, because that is an integral part of it, right? I, I mean, I'd be dead if I didn't do, have my sexual healing. I probably have like, you know, cancer or something, you know, <laughs> like really, I, it, I was, I was, going for a brick wall. It was a mess. So, so for people who want to really completely rewire their lives, that that's what this is for. Yeah. And I, I love the, the orientation of a pain-based culture to a based culture. And when you said that, I just got this vision of just art, art, not necessarily physical art. I mean, that's great painting and, but just a culture where how much fun can we have? Like how, you know, how, how artistic can we make this place we live or what it's like, it's a, yeah, it's a different orientation versus how much can we do and how fast can we do it? It just feels like a different way of existing. Well, and Um, suffering for God. Yes. My, my grandparents used to say, I'll get my reward in heaven. This life is suffering. I'll get my reward in heaven. What a horrible way to live your life. What a waste of your existence. That's that's a good point. That's what the society's rooted in. It was, I, particularly in North American society, it was founded by Puritans, right? The more you suffer, God loves you. God was obviously a sadist because God devours your suffering like nectar. That's, that's the puritanical God. They was a sadist. <laughs> True, right. Yeah, exactly. And right, you're talking about North America, you're talking about the US and Canada. Yeah. And the culture that I think there's the U S and Canada, and then there's the, the exporting of that culture because it has become so dominant around the world. It's really kind of informed much of the world. Yes. And it does feel like there's a new consciousness coming online and it's growing up from underneath and out like a tree. And so, okay. So it sounds like the people that come to your school are sort of like, they've already got some understanding of I'm here to grow. I'm here yes. to learn. I'm here to expand. Do you get a lot of singles? Do you get a lot of couples? Like who's coming to you and, you know, how are you working with them? 
Yeah. So our school primarily the focus right now is on training practitioners. So we work with people um, uh, one-on-one as in, even if they're part of a couple, we work with them one-on-one for the first portion of their training for their own personal sexual healing. And then in the second phase of the training, we, we weave more of the couples work in, but that's just when we're training professionals, when we're working with individuals uh, for personal reasons, same thing that we'll work with people individually. Uh, we also do have programs available for couples. Um, And most of most of our what I call our public facing offerings, we've handed over to our graduates. That's why we certify people is we want we want our graduates to have successful flourishing careers using and teaching Tantra's medicine. So so when people are coming to our school and they're just like, well, you know, I don't want to become a tantric professional, (laughs) right? And I don't necessarily want to like do four months of training, but I'd like to learn about it and just kind of understand it, maybe learn some meditations and some movements and some sexual practices to enhance my life. We, we, we forward those to our graduates to work with them individually in that way. So we have a long page of our certified authentic tantra practitioners on our website to, to offer that service. Moving forward in 2022, we will be offering some group online trainings to to the general public, uh, similar like shorter programs, like four weeks or six weeks or that sort of thing um, to get a taste and a feel for the methods and to to begin working uh, and catalyze healing in their own lives without necessarily having to do like a deep, you know, rewire. But we do offer a four month personal coaching program for personal development uh, using these methods uh, to the general public. And then if people do want to proceed from that to the professional training, they can do so. But if not, they don't have to. There's no obligation. So it just depends on how deep you want to go down the rabbit hole, essentially. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious if you have any sort of favorite stories of clients that have come to you for, because I guess my question is, um, for example, I'd say probably a third of our clients that I work with, the men that I work with are survivors of sexual abuse or unwanted sexual touch. And they, their, their, their relationships aren't working. Um, sometimes sex isn't working. They're not necessarily sure why, and they haven't necessarily made the connection between this and that. Um, but are there people that are coming saying, you know, here are my goals. My my goal is healthy, intimate relationships. I've never really had that happen yet. You know, what are the, what's what's a favorite client story that you have and what's the transformation that person went through? Cause I think those are, those are fun. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for asking. So absolutely. So one of the I I absolutely love and specialize in in uh, supporting men in uh, overcoming premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction. Uh, I love that. That's one of my favorite things. It's my jam and supporting them in somatic healing methods to help heal and and correct uh, the trauma of childhood sexual abuse. There's no other word for it. So, so yes, if you, if you were abused as a child or, or received unwanted touch as a child, that is in your body and, and it can be released, right? While it's in your body and active, it's going to cause all sorts of dysfunction, right? Physical dysfunction, emotional dysfunction, relational dysfunction. So if there's dysfunction in your life, just know, oh, it's, there's dysfunction, trauma. (laughs) That's, that's what's happening there. So the beautiful thing is, is trauma can be healed. It can be purified. It can be transformed completely. So you may have the memory, but it's no longer alive in your body. It's no longer alive in your psyche. And we're no longer inhibited by it. 
We've overcome it. They call, I think in trauma circles, they call it post-traumatic growth, right? So yes, Tantra is one of the most effective methods I've ever seen for creating post-traumatic growth, for addressing and correcting the root cause of trauma and cultivating, you know, the healing necessary to thrive in our lives. So Yes, many of the of the men who come to us uh, do have a history of sexual trauma. They are, and a lot of them are suffering from porn addiction, which also is an indication of trauma, right? So, yes, they have overcome that. Yes, they have healed that. And one of my favorite client stories is is, uh, and this was many years ago. This was a, a man that I was working with one on one. It's when I when I was still offering uh, some of the shorter tantra programs. Um, and he was, he was just devastated. He was in his fifties. Um, he loved his wife so much, but he couldn't last more than 10 or 20 seconds in penetrative intercourse. And it was just like, he was devastated. She was devastated. Like they wanted to make love and he couldn't. So, um, so we worked together on some meditation practices for a few sessions and just like some being present in the body, some somatic release with his nervous system. And then I taught him the genital healing methods that we teach. So the authentic Tantra Lingam massage, Lingam means wand of light. So it's a word that conveys sacredness and adoration for the penis. Uh, so I taught him a, a self-healing genital massage. And in that session, and I walked him through it, and I was there with him as he did it and worked with the breath to relax the nervous system, the touch to release, the pleasure, the stimulation. And in that session with me with him, he went from 10, 20 seconds to lasting over 20 minutes. For the for the man was 50 years old for the first time in his life. And, and he didn't ejaculate. We stopped because it was getting close to the end of the session. And he was like, I'm just, I'm done now. There was no orgasm. There was no ejaculation. He didn't, you know, he got high up on his pleasure scale. He got close, but he was able to breathe and relax and bring it back and ride the wave. He was able to use some of the semen retention methods that we teach to help kind of like pull back on the reins and relax with pleasure and sensation. And at the end, at 20 minutes, he was just like, he felt full. He felt confident. He felt empowered. And then I heard from him several weeks later that he was able to make love with his wife for almost an hour. Wow. That I shared with him. So, I mean, there are countless stories like that. He's the, he's one of the ones that stands out in my mind just because I mean, literally he was in tears and I consider that a marriage saved. <laughs> yeah. And imagine, I would imagine, you know, as a man, just the, the experience of yeah, masculinity, right? My my power through my my genitals is like it's just something special. There's just something special about that and something deeply nourishing. And I'm sure she was thrilled. I would be thrilled. <laughs> be like, be All right. Thrilled. Because he would be so happy. I mean, not just being able to be penetrated, but also look at the joy in my in my partner. Look at the joy in my man. Like he is so happy right now. <laughs> this has been something you've been working on for so long. And, it, you know, I think it's really important to, you know, slow down that moment and recognize that this isn't, you know, this isn't talk therapy, what you're talking about. This is a real practice involving the body and, you know, sexological body work in the U S I believe is only legal in California. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, do, are you you are based in Canada. Is it is it sort of more you know 
more progressive there? Like, how were you able to do these sessions or are you able to be in the room because you're not touching a client? How does yeah, that I'm work? I'm not touching them. Okay. Yeah. So you're I'm so- teaching them how to do it themselves. So I demonstrate on anatomical models. I have big rubber vaginas and big rubber penises, right? So I don't touch they're doing it themselves. And that, that's a big or like, that's a big shift in our school, because again, most of the neo-tantra is me doing something to you. I'm going to give you a tantra massage. I'm going to give you a tantric lingam massage. And that is wonderful and, and can be very healing and therapeutic for people. And same with sexological body work. It's somebody doing something to you. My focus is I want to empower you to be your own healer, because if I'm not in the room, I want you to do this anytime, anywhere. And I and, and not only for me, I want you to do it for your partners. So even if you train with me and you don't have a partner, you will learn how to do this on your partner. So when you do have a partner, I can't even tell you how many lovers I have trained in this. I like many, many lovers are now multi-orgasmic men. <laughs> and a few women too. So <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I love that. It's also um, I think it's deeply inspiring what you're talking about because. As a sex researcher, I do sex research and mostly on attitudes and behaviors and everything. But this is, oh, one of the biggest problems. Men constantly, you know, uh, premature ejaculation and erectile dysfunction are the number one sex problems when I pull men. And, and, the, and part of the problem isn't just, I have this issue in the bedroom. It's, I don't even really want to ask women out. Yes. because I'm scared that I won't be able to perform in the future. So it's shutting down so much of it. It's constricting yeah. that part of their lives so much. And what I, what I really love and appreciate about that story is again, it doesn't have to take forever. No, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It can just be a few sessions. It can be learning these practices and then practicing them on your own, but there's really, there's just a deep wisdom in the body. It does. It does want to heal itself. You know, it has a lot of the coded, mechanisms for healing that once activated can really transform things. And it, it just does, it doesn't have to take forever. So I just want to sort of repeat that. Um, so as we're winding down here, I'd love to hear, you know, how, if people are interested in your work, how can they get involved? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at AuthenticTantra.com. That's the Institute of Authentic Tantra Education. You can view our professional offerings or personal offerings. And I highly recommend signing up for any of our uh, mailings. So we have a free ebook, uh, Healing with the Tibetan Five Elements, which is my journey and my story of uh, my introduction to the methods and how they've catalyzed profound healing for me. We also have another fun ebook called Three Tantric Secrets for Extraordinary Sex uh, for couples uh, that offers some uh, neo and traditional tantric methods for connecting more fully. Um, and then, of course, we have our graduates, uh, for those of you who may be interested in working one-on-one. And we do actually have an online program for men. It's a video program called Ejaculation Mastery, which offers some of our tantric methods for overcoming premature ejaculation and erectile dysfunction. And we've had a lot of success. There are hundreds of men enrolled in that program. It's a just DIY study on your own. Uh, but the benefit is that uh, of going through our website is that you, um, uh, if you have questions, you can send them to us directly. Uh, and my husband will answer them or all answer them. So even though it's not a coaching program, we are still available for answering your questions and supporting your journey. So you can find all that at Authentic Tantra. Uh, also, I encourage you to stay connected to our social media if you're that type of person. We offer a lot of great content through our Instagram page just throughout the week, little tips, little facts, you know, 
about sexology, tantra, meditation, realization, all of that. So authentic tantra and all the networks. Um, and if you have questions, send them to us. Uh, if you're not sure if this is for you, let us know. We're happy to answer your questions. We're happy to do consults with you uh, and point you in the right direction. Yeah. And I guess one of my last questions, just in terms of, you know, I would imagine some of the men that I work with would feel a little a little scared of, you know, whoa, that sounds really edgy to be touching my penis with, you know, a woman in the room who's helping me and who's, who's helping coach me. Um, do you, do you just sort of do some connection with, with someone before they get to that point or are they sort of they're there already by the time they start working with me. That, you, that you, is you, a great, that is a great question. I should clarify. So it is not my normal MO to be in a room with someone, you know, touching that. So we, we designed the curriculum to support you. So in that particular instance, that particular client wanted me to do that with him. So, so I was, I was, we were both comfortable with it. So that's the way it went down. Most of our training occurs online. So this is important for your audience. Cause we work, we literally have clients like in Japan, we've got clients all over the world. And so when we're working with you one-on-one -on -one online, all of the genital healing methods, again, are demonstrated on anatomical models. And then you go do your homework and then you report back to us. So we are not actually watching you do the methods um, and we're not in the room with you. So we, we get that safety and boundaries. When we get to work together in person, again, at post-COVID, uh, all of our practitioners work differently. The way that they're trained is coaching, and they're trained to do to work on anatomical models. But we do have some practitioners that are trained in sexological body work and do offer hands-on sessions. And we do have some practitioners that, that do uh, enjoy that type of somatic education where their students are with them doing the, doing the methods. So that's going to vary from practitioner to practitioner. We give them a lot of leeway to choose what works best for them and their clients. And it can vary from session to session. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, I really, I really liked what you said about boundaries and the difference between teaching and having someone grasp the methods themselves versus having something being done to them. Exactly. Which that's, there's a fundamental difference there. And in a healing journey, sometimes one is called for, you know, different things are called for at different times, but I do think that's a pretty significant distinction. Yeah, well, it is a huge, again, especially in the field of Tantra, because so much of the way Neo-Tantra is presented is I'm going to touch your body. And that's just like when I was training, I was like, I don't, I don't want some random person touching my body and I don't want to touch their bodies. Like, you should be able to convey this information verbally and modeling with demonstrations, we don't have to be touching each other in order for you to learn. Yeah. And so I designed the curriculum in the way that I wanted to learn with what I would feel comfortable with. I was not going to go to a workshop and watch a bunch of, you know, people having sex in front of me or giving you any massage. I was not going to do that. Some people dig it. That's cool. But for me, that would have been a deal breaker for me. Yeah. So I designed our curriculum and workshops to be comfortable for your average, you know, middle-class Westerner. <laughs> Right. Who's not kinky. <laughs> right. Yeah. And just like wants to learn and wants to heal, but wants to do it in a container that feels safe and not not overly activating. The conversation mm -hmm. of sex is already triggering enough. You know, we've got when we when we're in a room, whether one on one or in a workshop, it's like we're we're there with all of our traumas together. Yeah. 
and yeah. and all of our very often unprocessed wounds and to have to sit through like somebody's genitals in your face for me would have been overwhelming at the time so yeah. that's that's my orientation is is we're already triggered enough we don't need to add more triggers so let's do this in a way that's safe that respects everybody's boundaries it isn't going to be weird and you go and you be your own healer. That's that's what I want for you. I want you to become your own healer. And, and I also want to support you in being in relationships that are healing for you as well. Oh, I love that. Let's let's end there. That's a perfect little little button to end with. <laughs> um, so and I'll also <clears throat> include the website in the show notes so yeah, that they have access to that. Okay. Hey guys, just a reminder that there is a drop-in men's group this Monday, August 9th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific. If you've been wanting to check out a men's group, this is a really accessible option. You can find more details at evolutionary.men. Again, that's evolutionary.men.